last match Loads of fun. um do you remember the the first really big rumored opponent for rick i think it was a, a brother brother it, it was it was the hulkster i mean rick even invited him to his roast rick invited him to the show and i mean they showed undertaker they showed Bret hart they showed mick foley no hulk hogan Hmm. Um, you know why? You know why I think that is. Why is that? You know, I was flipping. I was flipping to the good book here. You know, just gotta get to that. Get to that section. All right. Um, it's right here. It says Starcast Six, Hulk Hogan's last match. This is this, this is breaking news. Um, I mean, Conrad is not here. Oh shit! But uh, Logan's scripture book is. So I mean, who puts more butts in seats? <laughs> but uh, I, I guess before I guess before <laughs> you get you get to a match card, you got you got to kind of figure out where it's going to be at, right? Right. Um, it's narrowed down here to two spots. I, I think, so, uh, for those not in the know, the reason that Ric Flair had the match in Tennessee the, uh, is because that was one of the few places that approved for him to wrestle. Like, even though wrestling, you know, you know, you know, you know it's fake, you still have to, at over 70 years old with a pacemaker, have a doctor tell you, you can do this. True, yeah. And he found, you know... But old Doc down in Tennessee paid him enough money at the match. Um, I think Hogan, I know he's got the back problems, but from what I've seen, he's rehabbed it well. I, I think most places, especially when he says, listen, brother, all I need to do is throw a couple punches, do an axe bob, hulk up, maybe do a boot if the leg can do it, maybe a slam, and then a leg drop, one, two, three. That's all I got to do, brother. Anyone would allow him to do it. Um, I think it'd be Florida or Minnesota. Florida makes sense. You know, he's from Florida. He first really worked and got trained in Florida. 
the reason that I say Minnesota, one, it's a wrestling hotbed. It's where the first Nitro was filmed. That's where AWA had all of its wrestling at. AWA is also where Hogan really struck it big once he was let go by WWF for being in Rocky III. I think it tied all together, you know. Plus, it's northern. Hogan's always looked at as the northern guy. But I think Florida or Minnesota would work. Um, I know he was originally from Venice Beach, California, but that's really the only connection there. He never really wrestled out in California. I don't think Hogan's last match is big enough for Madison Square Garden. I know that this is kind of a fantasy booking in itself. Say who it can draw. But in, well, I'll say in my, in my personal fantasy, the first spot I thought of was Madison Square Garden. I don't think... I don't think he could fill it. Not with just a little card like this. Now, if he if he came back at Mania in a Madison Square Garden show, 100%. Something like this, I think you've got to do it in Minnesota or Florida. Um, obviously, Conrad would help put it on because clearly the man has a lot of money and a lot of love for wrestling. Um, I think your commentary team is going to be Eric Bischoff because, you know, since it's Hogan, Bischoff has to be involved. Right. And I'm thinking Jesse Ventura... That's another Minnesota connection. But also, Jesse was like one of the first heel managers to really, you know, try and shit on Hogan. Uh, Bobby Heenan's obviously the biggest one that comes to mind, but he's been long gone. Can't be Bobby. So I think Ventura's a good one that can come in and do it. And that could be a whole thing where he supports the people that Hogan's facing. I'll get to that later. Um, But you can't just have Hogan's last matches. The the only, the only match on the card. I mean, that was our worry with the Ric Flair one. Is that we were going to pay this money, and the only match we'd see for the night is Ric Flair. And I think you'll agree with me here that the other matches definitely made the night more fun. Yeah. Um. So I'd start the night. So the Ric Flair one started with a bunkhouse brawl, because that's NWA, Dusty Rhodes. I'd start this one... I'd have a foreign menace come out, kind of talk down the crowd, you know, America sucks, or I'm from his best, blah, blah, blah. I wouldn't have Hogan come out and stop him. Um, recently, Hacksaw Jim Duggan became cancer-free for a second time. Jim Duggan is in that group of friends of Hulk Hogan's. So I th- think it'd be a nice little tribute for Jim Duggan. It'd be a nice way to get him on the show, because he's not going to wrestle a match now. I have him come out with a 2 by 4 Stop the foreign menace, and what is more Hulk Hogan than stopping a foreign menace? So it'd be a great way to kick off the show, get the fans up. Um, you'd have a legend appearance. we got a couple more as the show goes on. My next match would be an Extreme Rules match, and it'd incorporate people from the NWA and the AWA at time of this recording. I figure with my luck, once I lay this all out, say where people are from... Someone's going to quit or defect. So I just want to say <laughs> like time of this recording. Uh, September um, 2nd, 2022. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've got, on one, I've got on one side of it, Matt Hardy and Christian. Because I don't want to, I, I don't want Jeff Hardy on the card. I don't want him anywhere near it. 
Um, I've got Matt Hardy here because he's kind of he's kind of been connected with Hogan for a while. They were in Impact together. Um, you know, Matt Hardy looked up to Hogan, so Hardy and Christian it makes sense. Um, kind of the the two lessers of their tag team, but uh, we don't have to look at it that way. No, no. Um, the two the two greater thans. Yeah, yeah. They would face Bully Ray. Uh, you're you're not gonna get the Dudleys together. Which, side note, I heard that the Dudleys are getting back together for a match for some indie promotion ECW tribute show later this year. Really? Yeah, I thought Devon had strokes. Like, how... I, I don't know how it's going to work, but good on them. Um, so, Bully Ray's partner, not going to be Devon, not going to be Spike, because he's retired too. He's a teacher. I'd have it... Yeah, I'd have it be Rob Van Dam. Rob Van Dam again someone that when Hogan did his Australian tour, I've touched on this on the podcast um, when talking about Ric Flair after he retired the first time um, RVD went over there RVD was one of the first big names Hogan brought with him to Impact and Hogan never really screwed over RVD because they were both baby faces in different companies when they were both in WWE together, RVD was kind of mid-card, so I think a good opening match RVD Bully Ray against Matt Hardy and Christian Extreme Rules. They could recreate, you know, all the spots that the tag teams made famous. Um, I'd have RVD and Pulley Ray go over in this one just because I've got a little more AEW representation and I don't think Tony Khan really needs Matt Hardy and Christian to look good. Um, the next match would be AEW versus MLW at Pentagon Jr. versus Puma King. Two great Lucha stars. They were both focused heavily on Lucha Underground. And um, Pentagon Jr., obviously with AEW right now. Puma King with MLW. That's right, have AEW get a win back. Pentagon Jr. would win if needed. Uh, a lot of times in AAA and other Mexican matches, you have tag team partners run out. Kind of the whole shebang of a lot of outside interference. You could have Phoenix help Pentagon Jr., his brother, win. Um, which would be a nice kind of little nod to the Brick Flair show. And then Phoenix at that one. My next one, this should be kind of a slower match. But again, you got to remember this is a Hulk Hogan show, not a Ric Flair one. It's going to be slower. Um, it's going to feature more of his friends because he still has wrestling friends who can still perform. Um, I've got PCO. On the impact side of things. Facing off against Nasty Boy Jerry Sags, being accompanied by Brian Nobbs and Jimmy Hart. I'd have PCO win this one, because even though Jerry Sags is a friend of Hulk Hogan, the Nasty Boys are kind of like the Dudleys and other teams have touched on before. Nobody wants to see one Nasty Boy win. You want to see the team. So it'll be a nice moment to have them both out there, especially with Nobs, the health issues. Um, yeah, I, m I remember Nobs from uh, Starcast this year. Yeah, not doing too good. Hopefully, if this you know you know when when this happens, if this happens, he'd make it. We'll see. Um, PCO still doing a lot of crazy shit for being older. Um, he was actually Pierre Alouette in the Quebecers in the early '90s. Uh, so he's got a little Hogan connection there. I don't know 
if they're friendly, I know Hogan was friendly with the Rougeaus, and one of the Rougeaus was in the Quebecers, so maybe a little Hogan dust rubbed off. Uh, my next, I have it as a segment. I couldn't nail down exactly who from the Indies I'd want this to be, but I'd want it to kind of be the Matt Cardona role, where he comes out and complains that he's not on the card, he wants a match, he's in his gear, send anyone out, he'll take on anyone that's there. And then uh, the Ric Flair show had a Titantron. So this is when the Titantron would then zoom to a security door. Someone would knock on the door, and Bill Goldberg would come out. Uh, Goldberg and Hogan, again, cordial with each other. Goldberg said the only thing that Hogan ever did wrong to him was his whole body was covered in icy hot when they had their famed WCW title match. So Goldberg couldn't see for part of it. But the fact that Hogan didn't screw him at that point showed he respected him. Yeah, Goldberg come out. Yes, clearly this is kind of a Hogan WCW tribute show as opposed to just Hogan WWF. But it's because I don't think, even with trips taking over, that we'd see a lot of WWE talent. Plus, uh, kind of a bummer to think about, who from Hogan's golden era... Besides Jimmy Hart, could you really have take part in this? I mean, if you go down the list, Piper, Orndorff, Savage, Warrior, Andre, John Studd, Bundy, Bossman, um, yeah, they're all gone. Not really a lot left in that golden era that worked with Hogan. I mean, some people had a tag team match here or there, or he main evented with them, like the Genius. There's not a whole lot. Um, obviously, Goldberg would win. Squash him, spear, jackhammer. That could be the WWE representation at this show. You know, just a part-time Legends deal thing. The next match, I call the Battle of the Kings. This would be the Macho Man tribute. You'd have Lanny Poffo as the guest referee. Uh, Jay Lethal would be Black Machismo. He'd represent the Ring of Ring of Honor here, Ring of Honor or AEW. All the Black Machismo garb. Um, the lead up to this could be his opponent would say that he's the real king, and that Black Machismo has just been a wash, you know, a farce the whole time. His opponent would be none other than Matt Cardona. Um, although I was not paying attention to him on the Indies, he he's been doing some pretty good things. He's been NWA champion. Pretty sure he's been GCW champion. We don't blame you if you haven't been paying attention to him either. Yes, he, he's <laughs> on Impact. He he's, he's done a lot. But while in GCW, he's come out a couple times wearing the Macho King gimmick, but he's called himself the Deathmatch King. And I think with all the tributes that he's done to Macho Man in matches as it is, you can kind of have him go back and forth. And I'm sure for both these guys, it would be just great to be able to be the Macho Man in front of Lanny Poffo. Um, Lethal got to do it at... All in. And I mean, you gotta have Lethal win this one. If it's a Macho Man mask, or match, do you know what you, you, need? <laughs> you know what? could have Lenny Poffo do at the show? <laughs> what, are you, what, are you, what are you gonna have him do? <laughs> have him suck his own dick. <laughs> you know, you say that. <laughs> That's not even the worst thing that could happen in this match, because I have a little note written down here, and all it says is Lex Luger question mark. 
Oh no. <laughs> um. Okay. But yeah, you have the macho. You have the the Black Machismo versus Macho King match, or Deathmatch King. Excuse me. Jay Lethal win with an elbow. The next one, which was my favorite part about doing this, <clears throat> is. You have the NWO versus the Bullet Club. That you know that the two teams that never got to face off. How people say the NWO, the Bullet Club clearly copied the NWO, or that the Bullet Club is clearly better than the NWO. I don't know which two Bullet Club members you have because they're always rotating, and I know some of them don't like losing, some of them do. But I think you have them face. X-Pac and Cody Hall being managed by Kevin Nash to kind of represent the NWO as a whole. Cody's about his dad's size. He can do his dad's moves. X-Pac is still in shape. I'm sure if Kevin wanted, he could hit a jackknife on someone. Yeah. Um, you clearly have the NWO win here. You have them wear those good Scott Hall tribute shirts that either Pro Wrestling Tees or WWE made. I mean... It would be a good match. It'd be a nice because it's it's always been one of those things. Who would win? NWO Bullet Club. We got to kind of see NWO and DX at the one WrestleMania. Um, That's what I forget. Yeah. I mean, so having Cody, Pac, and Nash, and I mean, like I said, with Pac still being in wrestling shape, Cody, he'd be a good substitute for his dad. But again, it's I mean, again in a bummer way. That's about as close as you'll get. I mean, if you go through the members, Hogan's going to be main event in this show. Um, no Scott Hall, Pac and Nash. Then you've got, you know, like your Kurt Hennings. Conan can't wrestle anymore. You know, Stevie Ray's not going to draw money. Um, I, it's the truth. <laughs> but, uh,. I mean, these are all good side dishes, some good matches. It would it would draw people in. I didn't really do as many indie matches. I tried doing it. Like I said, it's more Hogan-centric, um, which is what I kind of wish the Flair one would have been. Like, there's a couple matches that had Flair connections, but I wish they all did. Yeah. Um, it but seemed, your main it event... It just seemed like an indie super card with... Rick yeah, it, it was essentially all... It was essentially all in of 2022. Yeah. But, uh... But, but oh, so, it didn't have, like, a, any really too big of names, I don't think. No. I mean, it had the biggest indie names that weren't signed anywhere else, yeah. which is what All In tried to do. But, um, so I think the Hogan match is the only one that would really get a lot of buildup. Um, I would have, and it's funny to say this because I talked about WWE involvement earlier, I'd have Hogan appear on AEW oh, before... No. <laughs> Before the show is, you know, talked about, have him just kind of appear. You know, I'm Hogan, brother. It's good to see wrestling back at where it's at. Wrestling is wrestling. Um, I've been with, I've been doing this for a long time. I'm sorry, and dude. Then, well, and then the lights go out, and the Jericho Appreciation Society's in the ring. They take him out that week. They stand tall over him. And then the next week, in an interview segment backstage, we have Paul White 
asking them, why would you do this? You know, that was Hogan. Chris, he was our friend. And then Jericho talks about how he's tired of part-timers trying to be Chris Jericho. Reinvent themselves, show up on other shows, be the man, reclaim the glory they had. He's sick of it. And that's Paul White would tell him, well, you know, Hogan's going to be here tonight to confront you. And that's he tells him, let him. You know, Jericho's in the ring, starts beat. Um, Hogan tries to call him out. Jericho starts beating him down. Paul White runs down for the save, and he knockout punches Hogan. Oh. Shivani's going crazy on the on commentary. Doesn't know why he would do that. Paul White grabs a mic and says, "I've been with AEW for a little over two years now." And I've had a handful of damn matches. I've barely got any TV time. I'm a giant for damn sake. I was the only person to win all the major heavyweight titles of all the major promotions. WWE, WCW, ECW. Am I leaving out AEW? Yeah, because it's not a major promotion. It's a pissant company that Chris and I have came to and made money off of. (laughs) Do I... Want to see someone like Hogan come back and get any sort of spotlight after he held me down in WCW? Made me a joke? After he held me down in WWE and slammed me when he was damn near 70 years old? No. Chris was right, and we're going to end Hulkamania here. Couple weeks go by. Hogan comes out again. And that's when it'll be somewhere where Conrad is in the crowd and Hogan announces StarCast 6. Hogan looks into the camera and says, I want Jericho and Paul White. They come to the stage, they make fun of him. You know, who are you going to get for a partner? Are you going to get Macho Man? Are you going to get Warrior? Are you going to get one of your NWO buddies, Scott Hall? Better yet, better yet, why don't you call Vince McMahon? I'm sure he'll team with you, Hulkster. And then Hall, you know, grabs his chin like he does, looks around. I'll find a partner. And after weeks of looking, Hulk Hogan, and this is probably where this is going to go off the rails a bit. Oh, no. <laughs> picks, I'm scared. Picks Flip Gordon. <laughs> Hear me out. Okay. What made the Ric Flair match good? Having someone who could team with Flair to take the heat, which Flip Gordon, I don't know if you've seen, he, Cody used and abused him, Bully Ray did it. He's done a lot on the indies. What makes him a good connection to Hogan? He's in the military, so he's got the All-Americana thing. And that's where Hogan would go with it. I see a lot of me in you. You're not only good in this ring, but you're good for this country. I don't want someone that Jericho or Paul has talked to. I want you as my partner, brother. So clearly for the match, Flip Gordon just gets his shit kicked in. Hogan really doesn't get beat up too much. Maybe a punch here or there, a kick from Jericho. 
then that's at the end of it. Hogan gets in the ring. Uh, Hogan, you know, knocks Jericho out of it. Big shows the legal man as he comes in, or Paul White, excuse me, comes in. Look, Gordon kicks him down at the leg, falls to one knee, kicks him at the other leg, falls to one knee. Hogan hits a big boot on the big show, falls down. Jericho gets back in the ring. Hogan is then able to slam Jericho because he's not a fat piece of shit. (laughs) They're both down. He points at Flip Gordon to say, you. Flip, wearing a t-shirt, tears it off. Flip and Hogan both bounce off the ropes, hit a leg drop. Flip hits it on Jericho. Hogan hits it on Paul White. One, two, three. Hogan slayed another giant. He's won his last match. Because Flip's there, they can pull the American flag out, wave it around. Red and yellow confetti comes down. But the celebration's not done yet, because then the knockoff NWO music that they've had to use all night hits. <laughs> and the red and the red and yellow confetti turns to black and white confetti as Hall, Pac, and Nash come out and celebrate with them. And then Hogan gets to enjoy his nice retirement. He was smart and he drank water the week before, so he didn't pass out in his match. Maybe he Big gets brain. a little bit of color. Big, yeah. He brain hawks. But, uh, but, I mean, just a happy moment for Hogan. Gets to go out on top. Uh, let's say in this situation, Nash brings him out one of the old WWF titles, drapes it over Hogan. Jimmy Hart then brings in one of the WCW titles, drapes it over Hogan. And the last shot is the flag waving above him, and he's got both his titles. That's when Starcast fades to black. <laughs> Fucking Flip Gordon. Flip Gordon. What again? That's right. The only guy that I could see that still had some <laughs> sort of patriotic gimmick, because I guess it's really cool to hate America. I went back and forth. In my head, I, I was I was just thinking, it's like, oh, it's the only guy that would say yes to teaming up with Hogan. <laughs> I went back and forth, and I thought maybe doing Jericho and Miro against Hogan and Paul White, but that I mean, but then you've got two people who can't work on one side of the ring. Um, I thought about having an NWO thing, but people would want to see Hogan in red and yellow. Um, and that's that's why I thought having a patriot. But then again, there's not a lot of like foreign menaces out there. A lot of them, weirdly enough, are like women. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, this this made the most sense to me because I mean, like I said, I just liked the idea. It, um, Paul White being on his knees, Hogan gets to boot him. Jericho runs in, and then he can slam Jericho. And then the double leg drop. So Hogan hits all his moves. Like I said, you're going to need someone for the heels to just beat the shit out of. That way Hogan can stand in the corner. You know, his lips lips all pierced together and... Give me the tack flip. Moving around, water flowing off his hair. I think it'd be a... At first I thought you were going to go like... Just Paul 
Paul White versus Hogan with like I'm like, is he really gonna book a Big Show Hulk Hogan match right now? <laughs> like, oh no, he's gonna do a tag team. He's gonna do a tag team. Okay, all right. Yeah, like I said, I think Jericho. I mean, even if a couple of those AEW shows, maybe one of them happens on the Jerichos, and maybe Hogan, maybe Hogan in the NWO invades the Jerichos, and that's what really gets Jericho in the match. Um. But just something, I just think that, like I said, having the right people, having experienced people on the opposite side of Hogan, and then having someone who can take the heat with Hogan, uh, I, I think that's what would be needed. And like I said, as I mean, the, the, the obvious answer would have been having Brutus Beefcake be his partner. <laughs> but I just, uh, I didn't want that. Like, I thought about the Flair match, and I thought about how at first it was supposed to be Flair and Rock and Roll Express against FTR and Ricky Steamboat. And I remember the shape Flair was in. I remember the shape, I mean, Ricky Morton was in. Ricky Steamboat's pushing 70. <laughs> Robert Gibson doesn't even wrestle. Like, is it, was I disappointed it wasn't that? Yes. In hindsight, am I happy that they had two good workers and Andrade? Yeah. Um. No. Do I do I think Hogan's last match is the obvious route to go? Hundred percent. I mean, that's the only way. Uh, I've talked about it before. I think the reason Hogan wasn't involved is because it would have overshadowed Flair. Like there, there's only one guy that could do it, and it was Hogan. Fuck it, just do Hogan Flair. One on one. No, because we paid all that money for it to be Flair's last match. <laughs> well, I just need to pay that much more money again. And go again. Ah, uh, that's a lot of money. Yeah. I'm just thinking, you know, give Hogan his last minute in the spotlight. Taker had a good boneyard match. Austin had a good final match. The Rock's supposed to get one. It's like the Mount Rushmore of wrestling all having their final matches within a span of five years. Not too shabby. I mean, I could have went into detail and done a roast, but I figured Bully Ray would ruin this one, too. <laughs> um, the roast of Hogan. Yeah. I love you, brother. I don't, I don't know why everyone's hating you. God forbid I come up here and say, we're celebrating a great wrestler, and now I'm going to roast him. Instead, I have to, you know, kiss his ass so I can get a paycheck. Um, I, figure the me I figure the meet and greets, I mean, Hogan would be there. Jimmy Hart would be there. Nasty Boys, Beefcake, Valentine. I mean, like I said, I, I would try to make it Hogan-centric. But, um... That's just what the that's just what the book says. The good, the the best book, the I guess in this instance, real American book. A good book, um, good brother. Yeah, I mean. You do you shout want the good out brothers uh, on your on the no okay just throwing it out there just wanted to know. I mean, uh, I guess at this point, shout out to Flip Gordon. <laughs> yeah. I've probably said your name and mentioned you a little more than uh, you've been thought about in quite some time. I, 
I, I forgot he existed, to be honest. I'd say at one point, he was looking to be a big ol' indie guy. Um, he was in Villain Enterprise with Marty Scroll, but as of right now, I couldn't tell you what he's doing now that Ring of Honor's kind of in that catatonic state. Yeah. Uh, Training with Hogan, apparently. Yeah, I so mean, he'll... He should be doing. Yeah, getting ready. <laughs> Americana. Yeah, I mean, America, you know, well, trying to be on... have Hogan come come out as Mr. America. <laughs> if we're going to the full American thing. I just... There's a lot they could do. Will they do it? I don't know. Conrad has 50% of Jim Cracker promotions. Unfortunately. I mean... Yeah, and I mean, that's the other thing. The names I've heard before we go that Conrad wanted to be... have a final match... DDP, Harlem Heat, why? No, you gotta get, you gotta, you, you gotta, gotta put a big name. You gotta put butts in seats, pal. Yeah, and clearly my book's gonna do it. Oh, Conrad, you need a writer for your next Starcast. Here I am. Flip Gordon, need a hype man. Here I am. He's cheap. Hulkster, cheap. Yeah, I just need tickets. Hulkster, keep doing you, brother. But uh, un until next time, this is, you know, been me. The good book is closed. Any final thoughts from you, my friend? I just can't wait to open the book again. Hopefully the government doesn't ban it. <laughs> <laughs>